The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now I'm going to start with some housekeeping. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, and if you're listening to this and you don't follow me on Twitter, I have no idea what you're doing. Check me out on Twitter at Seamus, S-H-A-M-U-S underscore Clancy. Uh, I was unfortunately last Friday let go of my day job, uh, so I'll be relying heavily on all of my fantastic sports freelance work in the coming weeks and months. If you're listening to this, please subscribe on your platform of choice, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us a great five-star review. Maybe even throw my name in the review. A wonderful review. And for a personal plug, please check out my subscription-based Patreon newsletter, just $2 per month, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. I'm talking about Philly sports every single morning, Monday through Friday, Get an email right in your inbox, two bucks per month, talking Phillies, talking all the terrible things about the Sixers, hopefully talking about Flyers longer. I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon, do or die game five tonight for the Flyers. Again, hopefully when this podcast comes out, the Flyers are still alive. I got my Eric Lindros shirt on ready for tonight. I'm praying for a big win. Just let's get us a game seven. Let's have some fun. Maybe get Oscar Lindblom out there. But I'm talking Eagles, obviously. The Eagles are my team. People know me as the Eagles guy. I will be talking about the Eagles in the newsletter in the coming weeks and months as we are, what, 12 days? 12 days, and you're listening to this, it's probably 11 or 10 days until the Eagles play football. And it's great. I'm so excited. And talked about in the podcast in the last you know episode or two of how, you know, in COVID, it's a little bit weird and the way that... You almost don't feel excited for football because the communal aspect of it is taken away from you. We're all socially distanced. No one is going to games. No one is tailgating. No one is doing those bonds that bring us all together and that make my Eagles fandom specifically so important to me. But with all that excitement I had, all of it, I checked Twitter on Sunday, this past Sunday, and we see that the Eagles were practicing at Lincoln Financial Field that Jalen Riker goes down for an injury. And it looks like he has a tear in his shoulder that he suffered when it appears that he was tackling a defender on an interception thrown from Jalen from Jalen Hurts, the other Jalen rookie. 
And I commend him having that dog spirit in him that on a random practice two weeks from the start of the season, he had the stones to go all out and tackle a guy because he wants to prove to himself that he's such a team player. He's so he's that Philly tough type of guy that we all want to love. And that's the type of attitude that we would love. And then if it was in the middle of the season and Wentz or whomever else was in there at quarterback threw a pick and Rager laid a defensive back out, we'd all be ecstatic. But that he was doing it in the pre in a not even the preseason, just a random practice, a live practice with tackling to the ground. Uh, it sucks. I'm not going to you know, crap on him for doing that. I love the team aspect of it. I love him going all out. It's just a shame that this would happen. It seems like some crazy Disney Channel original movie thing, some Friday Night Lights thing where Matt Saracen throws an interception and crushes a guy uh, on the return and forces a fumble and somehow uh, Dylan Panthers win. So it sucks. I'm bummed. I think a lot of Eagles fans were initially jaded with the Jalen Rager pick because the Eagles had at the time passed on Justin Jefferson. I was shocked at the time, and that had less to do with my feelings on Rager specifically, but just on the assumption that Justin Jefferson seemed like the type of receiver the Eagles were likely going to be targeting. And within you know the next handful of minutes, I was of the pick. Uh, I don't know if you guys were looking back then, but on the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram, I was doing Instagram live work with the great Michael Kist of BGN Radio. Uh, just going through the draft and having live reactions to all the picks in the first round. We did it on day two, and it was great. At that moment, I was shot by the regular pick, but then I took a step back. I loved it. Went on Fanatics and bought you know, a Nike TCU number one jersey. Was ready to wear it for week one, Jalen's first game. I wanted I wanted that you know 75-yard touchdown bomb from Wentz to Rager in his first game, have his first pro touchdown. Maybe that would be his, even his first Pro catch would come on this gigantic touchdown. And again, it's such a shame it didn't work out. Looks like he will only be sidelined for, as we're saying now, three to four weeks. He's listed as day-to-day, which in the Eagles lexicon is the most meaningless phrase possible because we hear that all the time. And then, no, Jalen Mills was day-to-day at one point, and then it seemed like he didn't play football for 18 months. For all we know, it could be a two- or three-month injury for Jalen Rager. I don't trust the medical staff of the Eagles. I don't trust the medical staff of any team that said, you guys know me, I'm a big Sixers guy. Could you imagine trusting the medical staff of both the Sixers and the Eagles, my two favorite teams, these things I put all of my time and love and attention and effort into just to get lied by, lied at by the medical staff? Disheartening, disheartening. I'm hoping for the best for Rager. Hopefully he can just miss three or four games at the max. Comes back, looks fantastic. And after three or four games, I'm sure Deshaun Jackson's going to be out with an injury. So you just swap speed for Swede in the lineup and throw Rager out there. And ideally in those two or three games, D-Jack has two or three gigantic 60-yard touchdowns. And you throw Rager back in there and it all goes to excitement again. But I really needed that unbelievable touch, that early season excitement. We're already dealing with some... Uh, controversy, if you want to call it that, some skepticism with the Eagles offensive line now after Andre Dillard had suffered a torn bicep that'll have him missing the entirety of the 2020 season. Again, there's some controversy whether Jason Peters is currently playing right guard. We'll move over to left tackle. We have Matt Pryor there who's getting absolutely beasted and practiced by the practice squad defensive ends, and it's not an encouraging sign. You can't have Matt Pryor out there at left tackle defending Carson Wentz's blind side. They're going to move JP over there. They're going to have JP that little salary bump to have him at left tackle, and it's a smart move. Got to think about the future of the franchise. But with all those things, 
I thought maybe if the offensive line wasn't as good as it has been in the past, Eagles traditionally have always in my lifetime had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, that maybe those skill guys could make up for it. They have best tight end tandem in the league. They have you know the third best tight end in the league in Zach Ertz and a guy who I think can be the fourth best tight end in the league in Dallas Goddard. And then you have Deshaun Jackson ideally coming back healthy. We assume there's no way Deshaun can play all 16 games in a season, but maybe he could play 10 or 11. Maybe he could play the first three or four games of the season and really get going. The Eagles jump out to this three or four, maybe 5-0 and start. Uh, you have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who's now entrenched as a starter. Apparently, he's having a much better camp than he did this past season, uh, this past season and last year's training camp and, you know, mini camp. And it seems that right now on Tuesday, we're recording this, that the Eagles' three starting wide receivers in practice today were Deshaun Jackson, our guy Greg Ward, and again, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And when that inevitable Deshaun injury comes, it feels like we're going back to the whole Carson and the kids thing, as we did last year. We had Greg Ward making, you know, season-saving touchdown catches, Deontay Burnett catching 50-yard passes from Wentz, all these random players out there. And I really, really wanted Rager to be out there. I think, you know, when he had that first gigantic touchdown of the season, fans would have, you know, had Justin Jefferson removed from their mind. It looked like in Vikings practice that uh, he's looking like he's running in molasses. He looks as slow as 2019 Alshon Jeffrey out there. So the Eagles needed some dynamic play on their team at the wide receiver position. I'm happy Rager is that guy, but, you know, he might get typecasted as a gadget player, which I talked about this on last week's podcast. Is kind of has a negative connotation, whereas Rager can really just line up everywhere and do a ton of different things with the ball in his hands. You don't have to force feed it to him. You know, he can get up and catch the ball at a high release point, even though he's a little bit smaller. He's rocked up. He's not some frail, you know, Henry Ruggs, K.J. Hamler type. He's got some size to him, some girth. He's a little thick, solid, maybe a little Darren Sproles-esque in his build, even though he's not as short. But, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping Rager's injury is minor. It doesn't affect the trajectory of his career. And by week eight or week nine, we're talking about, oh, Jalen Rager came back. They have him for this playoff run. He's going to be a savior for this season. And, you know, we, we start imagining all these crazy scenarios. Oh, I can't wait for the NFC Championship game where Rager has this 87-yard pump return to the touchdown in the fourth quarter and the Eagles go up big. And they beat the Rams, they beat the 49ers, they beat the Seahawks, and they go to the Super Bowl. We'll go to, into all that when Rager comes back. And, you know, when we hear Rager's coming back, I will have the most excited BGN podcast we've had in a minute. For me specifically, from From the Bleachers. Can't speak to the other guys on the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. You have Jimmy Kemsky, Brandon Lee Gowton doing their fantastic coverage in camp. You have the excellent, as always, Michael Kist and Benjamin Solak doing their classic analytical film breakdowns as well. But, you know, we have J.J. out there, Greg Ward, and Deshaun. I'm not super confident those are the guys that are going to be the receivers to end the year, but they are the guys who likely are going to start the year. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. 
It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Without Jalen Rager, the Eagles desperately need some young, dynamic playmakers out there. And we thought it was going to be Rager, and we have Deshaun, but again, as I've discussed already a couple times on this podcast, and as every Eagles fan knows, you cannot count on Deshaun Jackson to be a consistent part of your offense with how injury-prone he is. It's a shame, but you know your whole thing should be... I read this tweet last season from Eagles Rewind, Brent Cohen, a fantastic Eagles follow. Make sure you give him a follow if you're a big Eagles fan out there, that he said... In a way, I would just save Deshaun for the two Dallas games in the playoffs. And can't lie to you, I would do that. Save him for the divisional games, put him on nice the other games, and have him ready to go for the playoffs because that's really all that matters. You know, imagine we had, you know, Wentz got hurt in that Seattle game. Imagine Wentz is healthy and Deshaun is healthy for that game. Maybe the Eagles, you know, go on a playoff run. Maybe they make a big couple upsets. Maybe who knows what could have happened. You know, we can't count on Deshaun, but the Eagles do have another rookie wide receiver. Other than Jalen Rager, that I'm super excited for, I would like to officially crescent the first mention of the John Hightower Hive. I will be leading the charge this year of John Hightower, the 6'2", 190-pound rookie wide receiver from Boise State. The Eagles drafted him in the fifth round this year, and he's done nothing but dazzle reporters in training camp. Circus catch after circus catch. Brandon Lee Gowden and Jimmy Kempsey are raving about this guy. If you follow their updates on Twitter, if you're not following them on Twitter, what the hell are you doing uh, during camp each and every day that the Eagles are out there? And it just seems wet. with Outrigger on the field, there is this gigantic opportunity for a young, dynamic, fast player to go out there, make plays, get reps, and really showcase himself for the Philadelphia offense and you know, maybe establish himself as a true piece going forward for this organization. Not every fifth-round pick is going to become an integral part of your team. If you know a fifth-round wide receiver ends up being a wide receiver four for you and does some special teams work, that's a win. But I have some hope John Hightower can be a legitimate starting wide receiver in the NFL. Like I said, he's 6'2", 190 pounds, ran a 4.4340 this year. He spent two years at junior college at Hines Community College in Mississippi. He's originally from Maryland before spending his junior and senior years at Boise State. And when he was there in those two seasons, the guy was nothing short of electric. He averaged in those two seasons 17.6 yards per catch. He had 17 total touchdowns. That includes 16 touchdowns from scrimmage, as well as a 98-yard kick return. In his 16 touchdowns uh, playing for Boise State as a Bronco, he averaged 43.4 yards per play on those touchdowns. That guy is scoring from everywhere on the field. The ball is in his hands. He is a threat to go to the end zone. That's dynamic. That's electric. That's what the Eagles need. I need me some John Hightower. He also had in that, in those 16 touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, one of 55 yards, another one of 88 yards, an 88 yard touchdown run by a wide receiver. We need him out there throwing some trick plays, 
Put Greg Ward out there. Put Jalen Hurts out there. Carson Wentz, Giant Hightower. Go crazy, Doug. Unleash the speed that sits within this offense. We have multiple guys who can throw the ball down the field. We could have three guys out there and Hurts, Wentz, and Ward. Hurts, one of the fastest players, could be on the field as well. So dynamic, great athlete. And have Greg Ward out there, star college quarterback, turn into a Philadelphia folk hero at wide receiver. You have John Hightower. Eventually, you can have Rager back out there. But you have all these great, skilled, fast playmakers. And it should just open up the offense for the Eagles. Again, Rager's not going to be there initially. Deshaun's inevitably going to be hurt. But John Hightower. I'm telling you guys, buy up your John Hightower stock. Tweet it out so you can look up your old tweets when he's scoring touchdowns in the middle of the season and say, see, back in early September, before the season started, Seamus Clancy told me to get all up on John Hightower, buy his stock, get excited, go buy his jersey for all I care. I've been looking for, I don't like the Fugazi, you know, janky jerseys. I don't do AliExpress or any of that crap, fake eBay jerseys. But I, you know, the... Jalen Rager jersey, quote-unquote Jalen Rager jersey, is an official Nike TCU number one jersey. It doesn't say Rager in the back. I've been looking for like an orange or white or blue Boise State number 16 jersey, an officially licensed one. I cannot find them. If you're listening to this, if you're one of those, if you're a new Eagles fan that was just a Boise State Broncos fan and is now following the Eagles before John, because of John Hightower and listening to this, I know that's happened in the past with North Dakota State fans, with Carson Wentz. Obviously, John Hightower isn't Carson Wentz yet, but... If you're someone out there, see some jerseys in the area, let me know. I will pay for shipping. I will pay for the jersey. Send one to me. I'll have you on the podcast. I'll do something nice for you. I'll send you back a BGN t-shirt. Help me out here. But the guy is just dynamic. I'm using that word over and over again. But when you take a step back and you assume at one point that Rager is going to eventually be healthy this year, those are two guys who entirely changed the complexion of this offense that has been so slow and plodding over the last two years. And as much as we like the 12 personnel, as much as we like the idea of 12 personnel, having 13 personnel, or I should say 11 personnel out there with three wide receivers leads to spreading out the fields. And I think it has your best chance of that big playability, those yak plays down the field, those gigantic bunch plays where you're having 25 plus yard plays, 30 plus yard plays, 50 plus yard plays. That's John Hightower. He's a 50 plus yard play play. 43.4 43.4 yards per touch on his 16 collegiate touchdowns plus a 98-yard kick return. I can't wait to see this guy. I hope he's out there in week one with Rager not on the field and he gets some snaps in. You know, maybe it's a four-wide receiver set and they throw him out there. Boom, 68-yard touchdown. And everyone's saying, why aren't we playing John Hightower more? Get ready for it. Buy your John Hightower stock. Hightower Hive, baby. I'm excited. I was already excited. Like I've been taking my notes. I did a little bit of sports reference, college football reference, looking up some stuff on John Hightower. And just the more I'm talking about it, the more buzz I'm creating for myself. I'm just, you know, the self-starter. I'm making myself all crazy and frazzled. It's 317 on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm unemployed. And all I care about is John Hightower scoring tutties. Before I let you guys go, you have a few minutes left in the podcast. Don't worry just yet. I do want to make mention of another blazing Eagles rookie wide receiver that has a chance to make an impact this season with Jalen Rager's sideline. Six-round pick Quez Watkins out of Southern Mississippi. Now, I wouldn't have said Quez Watkins was a lock for this roster, but with Rager's injury, I think he has a very good chance of making it. 
Now, he's missed a couple of days of practice, but on Tuesday, he returned to practice, which is a great sign for him moving forward. Quez is six foot tall, runs a 4-3-5-40. As a junior in 2019 at Southern Miss, had 64 yard, 64 catches, I'm sorry, 1,178 receiving yards and six touchdowns, good for 18.4 yards per catch. Big playability. That's what the Eagles have been lacking since 2017. Those big, exciting plays, those, you know, two or three play drives that change the complexion of the game that have every, have the momentum shifting in the Eagles direction, have fans going into a frenzy, have me going crazy, pouring a beer on myself. That level of excitement, that's what I need. I won't be at the game. I'll be doing it on my couch. My girlfriend Ashley be yelling, Seamus, why is there beer all over the couch? But it'll be okay. Because it'll be Quez Watkins and Giant Hightower with these crazy long touchdown catches. And in Watkins, six touchdown catches this year. These are the yardage. He had a 19-yard touchdown, a 64-yard touchdown, a 14-yard touchdown, a 20-yard touchdown, a 77-yard touchdown, and a 44-yard touchdown. So let me count them up right now. Between those two guys, you have, what, half a dozen 40-plus yard touchdowns, five, six, seven? That's unbelievable. We don't have this of the Eagles. This isn't normal for the Eagles. The last, What's the last crazy touchdown? Remember, we had those two touchdowns in week one with Deshaun last year at home against Washington. I think back to the end of the 2018 season, playing Houston at home. I believe that was, what, week 16? Uh, falls through that bomb to Nelson Aguilar. And then you think back to 2017, you have Wentz's throw to Matt Collins. You have the one Wentz throw uh, against Arizona at home to Nelson Aguilar. We didn't, Eagles under Doug Peterson, as great as their offense has been at times and as dynamic it has been, uh, it's not really known for their big play proficiency. Uh, they're a methodical offense. They have long sustained drives, kill the clock, 10, 11, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives that result in touchdowns and keep the defense fresh and off the field. At the same time, you need some big plays. You need some big-time quick scoring drives to change the entire momentum and the idea of the game and have the other team reeling, have their defense thinking, what the heck are we going to do? How are we going to stop Jalen Reger today? How are we going to stop John Hightower today? How are we going to stop Deshaun Jackson today? We want to look more like the Kansas, the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs than we do the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles. And if Quez Watkins makes the team and ends up being a, you know, a solid fourth wide receiver for the Eagles in his career, that's a huge one as a sixth rounder. If John Hightower, you know, I'm pretty confident that he can be just an NFL wide receiver. He will be on this Eagles roster this year and during the duration of his rookie contract. But at the same time, I think he has the ability, the upside to be a real legit starter in the NFL with, again, that big playability that the Eagles are sorely lacking, that Carson Wentz needs out there to show off that gun, finally have some guys who can blaze down the field, Deshaun, Jalen, John, Quez. Two of those guys are going to inevitably be hurt at the, at any given time, but with four of them out there, four fast guys, any given game, you should have one of those guys on the field. Spread the field. Give a guy to, you know, let me see if Wentz can throw that football over that mountains. Let's test out Carson Wentz's arm. Let's see how far he can throw and chuck one down the field against these guys, hopefully in week one in Washington against the infamous Washington football team, however you want to say their stupid butt name. I can't curse on here. I make up all these fake curses. It's, you know, it drives me crazy sometimes. But I need a big John Hightower score in week one or week two, because if you think I'm a cocky Eagles fan now, 
Imagine if John Hightower has a 55-yard touchdown on the phone. Again, that's it for me today. I am Seamus Clancy. This is the From the Bleachers podcast on the great Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Again, I'm unemployed. I need some cash. Check out my freelance work. Check out my newsletter. Just $2 per month. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. Give me a follow on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Make sure you follow everyone that's a part of the great Bleeding Green Nation Network. Love you guys. Love you gals. Whoever you identify yourself. Go birds baby in. Next time we're talking, it's going to be the lead up to week one. Woo! Yeah.